0: we Welcome to the 27th episode of the Immensely Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, editor in chief of ComicVine.com. And with me in the studio is Norman Chan. Hello, from Tony. Tested.com.
1: Tested.com. Wow, I've never podcasted in this building with you before. This is an insane setup. We didn't even do a sound check, so I assume it all worked. Uh, yeah, you? Just
0: I, fine? I never do sound checks. <laughs> right, there's so I'm, many buttons in I'm, here. I'm talking like,
1: into the mic yeah i have like two cameras from different angles mm-hmm. pointing at me right now and i can see you both you and also a monitor of you oh. from a different angle so I it's never kind of weird if
0: that camera's yeah i say i never know when that monitor is on because i got the, monitors like, on so don't like don't
1: rub your belly or something mm-hmm. down there because i can i can see all that
0: so uh by the time this goes out iron man 3 has opened up pretty much everywhere now i'm
1: so probably made a a ton of money. Yes. Can I tell you a funny story? Yes. Um, so you and I watched Iron Man on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, the press day for the US. And it had already come out last week, uh, or I guess two weeks from when people were listening to this, uh-huh. in overseas, and made a ton of money. $250 million, I think, mm-hmm. overseas. Um, we'll talk about like China stuff in a little bit. Oh, yeah. But I'm watching it again today in IMAX, because mm-hmm. we watched it at the local theater. Not IMAX, still in 3D. Yes. But... In IMAX, and none of the sh- scenes were shot in IMAX, like Star Trek or mm-hmm. Transformers, any of that stuff. Um, but IMAX does a thing where they give out a poster for midnight showing, right? And they've done this maybe for like a year and a half now. Yeah, uh, I got one last year when I saw Prometheus at midnight, and the movie turned out to be not that great, so the poster, poster's okay. Um, and they teamed up with this poster company, Mondo, based mm-hmm. out of Austin, Texas, to- print and give out posters. And these aren't the same posters that Mondo usually sells because they're not screen printed. So screen printed posters mean like a screen printed t-shirt someone by hand or machine paints every color one at a time. And the more colors the more expensive. But the IMAX posters are, I think, are standard, traditional, like regular laser jet. Yeah. Printed posters. The one from for Iron Man they're doing for Midnight Tonight, on Thursday night before the Friday release, is a poster done by Jock. Yep. Which is... Good looking poster. Mm-hmm. And Jock actually on his website posted a ton of images of what other like options. And I yeah. actually like some of those better to be, to be honest. Um, but to give you a description, if you haven't seen it, it's Iron Man, the new armor, armor 42, Mark 42 flying up in the background. Lots of other armors also flying up. It's Iron Man three and IMAX. Like and that showing. Yeah. It's like, you know, so kind the colors like, stand out. Yeah. Pop out kind of like Jock art, like a very sketch like, mm-hmm. um, and, I wanted to go tonight because I wanted to see the movie again, but also to try to get that poster. Now, I'm not watching the midnight showing, though, because IMAX also opened up a 9 p.m. showing for, for Iron Man. And they started to do that recently as well, because not everyone can stay up. Sunday I can't night. stay
0: up. I, I don't want to stay up. Yeah, because you get out at like 2, thirty three. and you got to drive. And, and then I got to get up at like and, 5 in the
1: morning. And that's a Thursday, so people have to go to work on Friday and that kind of stuff, right? No, no one wants to do that. I mean, some people do. Um, so my friends and I, we bought tickets for the 9 PM showing.
0: You're not going to get the poster.
1: And I didn't know. I was like, okay, you know it's the, technically that's the first showing. It's not technically the midnight showing, but maybe they're going to give out the posters there too. I don't know. It's going to take the gamble. And yesterday I went to, uh, the SF international film Festival is going on. So I went to a movie and inter- after work and watched that and turned off my phone. And when I turned on my phone after the, uh, Wait, is this a PG-13 podcast or can I swear?
0: If you want, if you okay, must.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll give it PG-13, gets, you get one, one, yeah. one bomb. Um, I got out and turned on my phone and I have an all caps text message from my friend going, 9 PM is fuck. Call me ASAP now. And I was like, what's going on? So I called my friend and he's in this frantic voice saying, I, I, he bought tickets to a midnight in fake IMAX. Mm. they had to return and now he's going to the 9pm one and when he returned his fake IMAX when he asked them whether that would get the poster Mm -hmm. and they said 9pm would not so what he's going to do he's like can you return your tickets and get the midnight I'm "I'm not going to watch I can't do midnight I got got to work the next day so what he's going to do is watch 9pm and then go to another theater and watch the midnight and then get the poster because that's how insane some people are about posters and Iron Man
0: wow it's a little too extreme yeah Especially when it's like what two hours and ten minutes,
1: it is. A, yeah, yeah. Then we're talking about the movie. It is a long movie, but didn't feel that long.
0: No, it, mm. it,
1: enough goes by. The pacing, I think, is good for it to to not like n- never feels like it drags.
0: Yeah, and you, you you have different acts of the movie. Yeah, so I so we're, we're I guess we're getting spoilers. Absolutely. Into here, um, I mean, since the movie has been out for almost a week now, mm-hmm. so people can can. Neither listen to this later, or they should have seen it now. If you yeah. if you didn't see it, you don't care. You're not an Iron Man fan. If you're listening to
1: this podcast, you probably are a big enough comic book fan that you would want to see Iron Man, soon. unless
0: they had to work or yeah. watch your little kid or brother or something. Okay.
1: So, do you want to go like scene for scene what we can remember and like talk about what we thought?
0: Sure. Or, I, I mean, we, the,
1: we... the movie starts off with the voiceover,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it is Tony Stark talking about like some quote about you know reinventing himself and and um, like your failures and stuff like that. And it was the scene in the trailer where all the armors explode. Yeah. Which that actually never is in the rest of the movie.
0: Not quite. I mean it is they, they do explode when when the mansion is attacked, but, but not, not that not, scene not, not where quite. it pans
1: across all the armor. Yeah
0: some of them do they do show some explode.
1: Like, that makes no sense that when the missiles hit
0: It hit a gas line.
1: And behind the five main, six, seven main armors that he had?
0: Yeah, there's, there's air conditioning units and hoses and uh, and, and heat to keep him warm. So when he puts them on, his skin doesn't stick because, you know, metal, he sticks. Don't
1: talk to me about, like, the logic of this armor stuff because that bugged me so much. Like, mm-hmm. even from the first movie, Iron Man 1, mana suit, I get it. It's super strong metal. Mm-hmm. I get it. They live in a world where adamantium or you know vibranium exists mm-hmm. i get it but the very and, and yes there's it 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 is comic world so you can't like try to pick it apart too much but like you do in your off your my minds mm-hmm. you have to try to so some logic consistency well, well say, they,
0: and they have they have changed it because in the old days there was like no joints really yeah. like in the, in the elbows and the knees it, it was all somehow metal mm-hmm. that could bend yep but still, but strong. with the
1: movie, you know, they had you could there's see rivets, different sections. Yeah, you so could see the components, you could see the joints where the fingers move, and it's then, like he needed help putting it
0: on. The, yeah. the, all the and machines he had the sound
1: effects me. where you know when he moves, like when he gets up close, Iron Man like the the gears and stuff, right? But the moment the F twenty two airplane flies through Iron Man's back at like seven hundred miles, you know, four hundred miles per hour or something and it, Iron Man's back breaks the wing of the airplane off, but he's okay. That's when I said okay. But I, he fought I, Thor. I, I guess it's vibranium. It must be made Sorry. out of vibranium. It's
0: starkanium.
1: Let's let's just say uh, in the movie, the only reason that his armor can take so much punishment and not weigh a ridiculous amount is that it's made out of some type of super light, super strong alloy.
0: But there's also... Maybe what it, what it is. Okay, here's more logic. Okay. Maybe as soon as the, the mansion started getting attacked, there's some self-destruct sequence. But all the other to, armors? to to Well, because then that was in the other section. The, the protected chamber. Yeah. So that, that was like the hidden part. But all the ones that were on display. So maybe it's like, okay, the mansion's getting attacked. Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark, the master, may not be here. We got to make sure these suits don't get into Norman Osborn's hands, who's not in the movie. You know what I like
1: about – I just thought about this. The, the, the armors that are in that tunnel, like you had the wine cellar, mm-hmm. right? You walk down the stairs to, and then the armors are below that. It's kind of like a missile silo.
0: Yeah. It was mm-hmm. totally like that. Yeah. Right? It's,
1: it's like a silo because they're weapons. Oh, mm-hmm. huh, I like that. It's a good touch.
0: So that, that's probably what it was. There was some sort of safety, you know. It's so, locked the
1: door. Yeah.
0: Right? So, so that is sealed. That maybe that has another level of self destruct, but the ones out there, it's like, okay, if, if the security of the mansion is compromised, we can't have someone just walk in and grab these suits. So they're going to blow up. Okay. So there you all go. Right. Answered. Answer, question answered. And it is a great way. You're welcome, Shane Black. <laughs>
1: well, it means for the next movie, they won't have that hall of armor.
0: Well, I mean, he'll build a new one. But
1: he won't have the old. I guess he did rebuild even the ones that were destroyed mm-hmm. from the first movies. He he reposited yeah. re them. And uh, he had the battle damage from like the first movie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh,
0: because yeah. where is he going to live? And now we're like jumping all over the place. You know, I if, think he's going
1: to live in the Ventress Tower.
0: Maybe, I yeah. mean, Stark Tower. He's gonna move. Makes sense because his the mansion's gone, so it's like so he's gonna have a new from new LA, hall of armor.
1: It doesn't make sense from in L.A.
0: because yeah. everything's go, in New York.
1: Yeah, go go to New York. Um, okay, so that was just a flashback. Then it goes yeah. to the Mandarin's
0: attacks. Well, oh, no, we didn't even talk about the other flashback, the 13 years ago. Oh yeah, Tony, yes, Tony yes, yes, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Yes. Uh, so the character of Maya and the character of um, Aldrich Aldrich Killian Killian. Um, more introduced. Mm-hmm. Maya as played by Rebecca Hall, who's in the prestige. Mm-hmm. She's like a British Jessica Biel.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. kind of similar. Um, botanist regeneration. I was really afraid that it was going to go to the like lizard, mm-hmm. like route. And they, I think they did a good job staying away from that, but they set up that, you know, it's not perfect and explodes. Um, that was the most memorable thing about that scene. Two things, a couple things stood out. One, they brought back Yinsen,
0: yeah.
1: which he calls back in the first movie. In the first movie, he says he met you. He met him at a at a conference in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and so this kind of neatly ties that circle back in. And what's great is that that line where he says he met him at a conference in Switzerland was pulled from the Warren Ellis Extremis mm-hmm. with that re-origin telling, which inspired part of Iron Man 1, John Favreau's Iron Man 1, Mm -hmm. that origin, and Extremis, of course, inspiring Iron Man 3. Yeah. So it totally fits in the the, the adaptation of the comic book there. So I like that a lot. There's also that Chinese scientist that was kind of offhand mentioned and I'm I'm sure you've read that they shot four minutes of additional footage that Shane Black did not even direct and Uh Robert Downey Jr. was not even in. Yeah. That was just approved by Shane Black and like, Basically, Chinese government paid for promotion, and, so
0: they can do product. The product
1: placement was China, right? <laughs> But
0: there's other stuff. There was like some like milk thing and like some like cereal. Oh yeah, like, like what,
1: what what fuels Iron Man? And it was like, oh, it's some beverage. Yeah, so it was the product placement was China basically, and he like solves. I was wondering what that would be like for America if they what company did that. No.
0: What parts did they film in China? They didn't film any parts in China. I thought they did some stuff in China. That's why
1: originally, like Andy Lau and some other famous Chinese actors, like there's a famous Chinese actress that's supposed to be in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're right. Maybe they did film
0: because I remember that was a whole thing. I mean, it was a big deal. It's like it's like they production you know, sh- yeah, doing it in there, and so it's like so that's uh, why I assume they they did this extra cut and whatever to do these product <sighs> placements or I whatever. Did, I
1: can't recall a single scene. That looked like it was in China. I mean, it's not, it a,
0: it's not like when you go to Vancouver, you know, to simulate yeah, something because it's cheaper. You, would, There's yeah. like, you wouldn't go all the way to China just to, you know, unless there was something specific.
1: And they do it for a couple of reasons. Directors, I mean, Dark Knight, they went to Hong Kong. And a lot of people argue that that whole Hong Kong subplot of getting Lau back, right, was not needed. Because mm-hmm. all it did was bring, you know, extradite him back and show off like the landscape of in China. Yeah. Right. And it had like some Chinese actors in there. And Looper, you've seen Looper, right? I have not. Oh, well, there's a mention Looper, how sh- the start of the movie in the future is set in Shanghai, and Bruce Willis goes, go to Shanghai. Trust me, that's where the economic boom is. And totally, it was not in the original script. Mm. And Ryan Johnson and the producers agreed to change it, and it kind of made sense. It was kind of cool, mm-hmm. like a unexpected, you know, China's booming, and, and economy's going over there, Let's go to there, that's where the big where the money is. Um, but totally, it's an advertisement for for Asia. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't. It doesn't bother me that they're getting those extra four minutes because the four minutes seem inconsequential and would have been out of place anyway. Yeah. Um, the third thing that struck me, and I know we're still at the flashback scene, is John. That's John Favreau's first appearance in the movie, and John Favreau is a bit part in this movie.
0: Yeah, he I mean, technically. It, I was. I was a little surprised. I, I wondered. It's like you know, how does that feel? Cause, exactly. Because you 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 supposedly there was some tension. Between, you know, which is why he, I think, I don't know if he was up for Avengers or not.
1: He was, and then he couldn't do it because he was doing Iron Man 2. Yeah. And because he was producing Iron Man 2, or directing Iron Man 2, he could only, Marvel only let him be a producer for um, for Avengers. And he wanted more money and percentage. Yeah, yeah. And I and know, like, I, no. everyone knows Marvel lowballs, mm-hmm. everyone. Like, it's Marvel Studios. Like, Mickey Rourke, what, like $300,000 for Iron Man Two and Tony uh, Robert Downey Jr. only made three hundred thousand for Iron Man One, but made enough. of, He's a you know what, what was it? Uh, he says is a he's a, a calculated cost, a strategic cost or something. Mm-hmm. So I made fifty million in Avengers. I'm glad. John, I think most people are glad John Favreau didn't do Avengers and Josh Whedon did. Um, but I can remember back in. Iron Man 1, after Iron Man 1 came out and in the promos for Iron Man 2, like the publicity tour, people were like, you got to direct the Avengers, John Fravel. You're the only one who can do it. Yeah, And it definitely got to his head. So you're right. It must have been a weird thing to be just an actor in the movie and have this little bit part.
0: Yeah. So about the, the 50 million. Yeah. So it's like what you said. So he, it was an interview with GQ and he, they, they asked him about that. So he didn't, he didn't straight out and say, yeah. But he just said, isn't that crazy? They're so pissed. I can't believe it. I'm what's known as a strategic cost.
1: Like they can't afford not to have Robert Downey Jr. Slash Tony Stark in their movies because mm-hmm. that's what kicked off
0: the, the, the phases. Now I, I, was under, I don't know, maybe he didn't, but I, I thought like a, a bunch of them did like a nine picture deal. They did Samuel, uh, only Samuel Jones did that. Samuel,
1: oh, Samuel Jackson. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Samuel and, Jackson did a nine picture deal and he's already used up like half of them.
0: But 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 then here, and that's the other thing is like, no no, and we're jumping around again. No shield presence. No
1: no no dude in suits. Like I don't even need Adrian Colson or Sam Jackson or um or Saoirse Johansson. They should
0: have got the the guy playing Galaga and the helicarrier. <laughs> if one one of those dudes, he, he got demoted. He, you know, he's he's yeah, got to like, clean the rubble at, at some Stark dude mansion. in suits
1: just driving up. Yeah. You know. Um in even the background among police officers, it's like, like not like even an emblem, yeah. nothing. I know which they could have done easily. Don't they want to promote that TV show? Like, come on. I don't know. They could have got they, that. Would have been a perfect crossover for them to pr- start promoting for a TV show. A, a
0: couple of actors, come, TV actors, cheap. Do someone just right? Just say hey, you know we'll we'll pay you this or whatever. So
1: that confused me because Warren Ellis watched Iron Man three and he tweeted. He didn't want to spoil it, but he said they did it again. Like what they did with Iron Man one, making it a phase, like Iron Man one, beginning the, the phase one, mm-hmm. they, they've done it again. Marvel's in again. Nowhere in Iron Man three, did it feel like a beginning to anything? It felt like an end, if anything.
0: It's like, yeah, like an end and a, the dawning of, of, of a beginning. Cause he, he, it's got to start over. Tony Stark But They
1: didn't have any, like, yeah, they I mean, there's, no, there's nothing there. Now, a lot of people say that – and maybe because in the sc- – okay, let's be clear. The screening we saw only had one scene after the credits, mm-hmm. the Bruce Banner scene. And it was like
0: at the very, 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 very end.
1: Very, end. And that was also – that kind of book ended the movie because that's who he's telling the whole story to, yeah. I guess. And it was a, it was a funny bit. But um, but disappointing. Disappointing because it didn't set anything up. Yeah. And before the movie came out, there was this rumor that it would be the space armor mm-hmm. that him – Going in the space. Guardians and, of the Galaxy. He's in the comic. Now. That, right? No, that wasn't in the, any screening we saw.
0: And that that wouldn't make sense. Because you know, yeah, there's a possibility that maybe there will be a mid credit, you know, mm-hmm. s- thing. Yeah. Um, because like when 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 we saw the Avengers screening, they didn't have the the Schwarmer scene. They had the, the Thanos part, but then it that's where it ended. And then Did we watch Avengers also? I don't know if you did. I don't remember if I saw it with you or with Sarah. Oh, huh. But, because I, 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 when I saw it at the screening, because then yeah. it, it was Tom Pinchuk, he's like, Did you see it at the final I was like, No, there was nothing else. And then he like said something about shawarma, and I'm like, What the heck is that? And uh-huh. so. With that, because the the story there is they they filmed that like so last minute. It was like after a premiere, mm-hmm. and then and that was the thing like, Chris Evans had a beard. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. in a scene he's, holding, he's covering his he's, mouth. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, so he has he a
1: prosthetic work. and he's covering his mouth. Yeah.
0: So, you know, yeah, it's possible there could be another scene, but it would be weird because they'd, they'd have to somehow insert it. The, the, the end credits were crazy. The, you know, they always do these really cool graphics, you know, and for the that. end
1: credits for Iron Man. Was cool because it was a flashback to all the yeah. first movie, like, which first makes it movies. feel like it's the end of a trilogy. It Totally does, and it totally makes sense. But, but it's no really important. He needs one. The armor to protect him.
0: Yeah, because so, he's confident on his own. I don't know if if they if it. I mean, it's possibly they could squeeze in. You know, after that whole sequence, maybe they could put it. You know, some scene, and then have the other another scene at the very end of the credits. But with the scene that we saw. It wouldn't
1: make sense that, that, you, that you can't, you can't have, there,
0: have the space. The, down. The, yeah. yeah. So right. I don't know. And I, and I don't know what else they would do. I, mean, I guess you'll find out when you see it or well, if, if I was thinking start further
1: talking. ahead because Guardians of the Galaxy is a weird movie anyway. And yeah. you kind of want them to. Se- you feel like Marvel would be smart to set that up. Because
0: mm-hmm. it's, it, it's coming out. And I, I keep saying and people are like, why are you being stowed down on Guardians of the Galaxy? And it's because Marvel's releasing in August. Next year. Yeah, in August. They don't, no one releases big movies in August. No, yeah. That's yeah. the movies where we're like, yeah, this is not going to do that great. Yeah. We're just going to put it here at the end of the summer.
1: Right. So that, that, that's
0: concerning. I don't want it to do poorly, mm-hmm. but I... I because and you want it no to be characters. a surprise
1: where people fall in love with these characters also. It's a quirky team because it is a team. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to having five movies with different characters come together as a team, it's one movie where you have the team set up ready. And it feels like in Avengers 2 they're going to cut. It's going to be a team up. That's the big thing for Avengers too. Yeah. It'll be the Avengers teaming up with Guardians of the galaxy. And that would be like, the you know,
0: a big twist. Cause, cause the other weird thing, well, I, I, I do want to say if they're not going to space route, I'm kind of okay with that. Cause I kind of don't want Iron Man to be in guardians of the galaxy because that takes away to focus on From, them. It's like, yeah, it's like, characters. Oh, here's Robert Downer jr. And, and, and yeah, technically they could have him in armor the whole time. You know, maybe okay. have Robert Robert Downey Jr.'s film a couple scenes where he takes it off, yeah. but because they're in space, he's got to keep it on majority. You know, they, they, they could work around it.
1: I don't think, but, you're, you're right. I don't think he's going to be in. I, movie I, at I all. think,
0: because you, if, if you're going to have this new potential franchise, you need to be able to focus on these and not say, here's this other guy that everyone loves. Because then it's, even in the Avengers, I mean, so many scenes, Robert Downey Jr., he stole them because you know he was being himself Mm -hmm. so you you can't have that but what's interesting is when this whole rumor started it was when when funko released the space armor figure the image of it and then supposedly Marvels Marvel's is like that needs to get pulled down or potential spoilers and all this but it's like now it doesn't seem like there is but i I guess we should just wait till the movie comes out it's like why why make such a fuss about that it would
1: be cool now we didn't talk about this when we shot our video, but the role of Jarvis in the movie, and Jarvis had much more personality in
0: Iron Man Three. He was even, he must have been reprogrammed to crack jokes and be sarcastic. He was like so.
1: It was like in Iron Man One, you could kind of tell like okay, he had like a little bit of a personality, but he was still programmed to do these type of responses. Like he had limitations mm-hmm. in his how much he could think. He was like a true AI. Like I don't understand, but he could like kind of talk about it in a natural way. And in two, he would like do things like oh, should I? You know, make this phone call or do this thing, powering boot up. And three, he was like, it like yeah. was like a person trapped in the machine. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Ultron. It was super weird. What I'm thinking is that if they were to do a scene where Iron Man goes to space, it would be a Jarvis controlled suit that goes to space. Yeah. A space suit just controlled by Jarvis. And it, Instance of Jarvis, and you just have to have the voice, the Paul Bettany voice, or whoever did the voice for it, yeah, and and that that gives the Iron Man presence without needing Robert Downey Jr. And you also have the Jar- Jarvis tie-in, maybe right?
0: Maybe get going to the I
1: don't
0: think we need that or War Machine.
1: Um, have you talked in your podcast about the casting for uh, Guardians and not so much? So Zoe Saldana, yeah, is sorry, Homer- we,
0: we posted an article when okay. she was Intox, which I don't um, know if it's gone any further.
1: I think that'd be great. I think she would
0: be yeah, more Yeah, I mean, awesome. Um, the, the losers. I mean, she, she kicked butt in there.
1: She was probably the best part of that movie. That movie yeah. was not good. You mean at Chris all.
0: Evans? You didn't like him in there?
1: Oh, no, no. Chris Evans was very true to that character.
0: Very true to that. Which that would be weird if, and then there was a crossover, Captain America and Gamora.
1: <sighs> yeah. I watched Fantastic Four 2 again recently, Why? and it was so bad. Well, I don't know if you talk about casting Fantastic Four 2, the dude from Chronicle might be Johnny Storm.
0: Yeah. People, people are in uproar and over that. Of course
1: they're in uproar. But I think they were more uproar because Sue Storm, the casting for her was going to be the girl from the TV show Girls. Brian Williams' daughter
0: mm-hmm. apparently
1: is in talk. Um, I forget her name. Something Williams. Um, And I think she kind of looks like Sue Storm. I mean, she has blonde hair. You, mean, She's, you didn't
0: like Jessica Alba? I
1: <laughs> yeah no tony i did not like jessica alva as sue storm as a scientist and you know to be fair i don't think this girl because i've seen the tv show girls i don't think brian williams daughter could play a scientist either like based on her character in mm-hmm. girls i like not a convincing scientist um the dude from chronicle mm-hmm. when, I, when i heard first like the headline you know actor from chronicle do you she, think the, the to, i always thought it was gonna be the main character yeah like the the guy who learns his lesson at the mm-hmm. end because he's like that would be perf- I thought yeah. that would be more yeah. appropriate personality wise
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, regardless of race or whatever, um, but Josh Trank, the director, really fell in love with this dude who uh, he played the football player in Chronicle yeah. and he was, he was really good in that movie. he was also in the wire um, it'll be I, I don't know it would be very very interesting
0: I, I I just think when you're casting a character like that, you have to go by the look. And I, I don't think you're, you know, because the, the flip side is, if you take someone like the Black Panther, if you cast him with a white dude, people are going to be in an uproar. So it, it goes either way. I don't care. Well, the Black what Panther the, is so tied to like the, the country, like and... Luke Cage. You get Luke Cage. Yes. Okay. You know, you, you you cast Vin Diesel as Luke Cage. No. Yeah. You know,
1: no, I, I, and again, like if you cast The Rock as Luke Cage, the build is right, but it's not the same personality.
0: Yeah. So so I. You know, I, I, I don't care what the race is. I'm not saying just because this dude is not white, he shouldn't play mm-hmm. Johnny Storm. It goes any, any role. You know, if, if it's a Hispanic character, it should be. The, the main thing when you're casting a comic book movie, you should try to capture the look of the character. Or try to, you know, if you can mold him, like, you know, making Scarlett Johansson, you're going to give her red hair so she looks like the Black Widow. You do something like, like that versus...
1: I'll, I'll say that I, I'm, I would be less displeased with this dude being cast as um johnny johnny storm then scar johansson cast as black widow because i really did not, did, yeah, did not i just, really really did not like scar johansson as black widow I
0: didn't mind at
1: all there's one scene at the end of iron man 2 where they're going to right before a big fight scene and they get out of the car and Jean favreau as happy says like stay in the car and she does this, like posturing thing which like leans in and goes no i'm not going to stay in the car
0: but is that her fault or is that John Favreau's fault for directing her that way? I think it's both. It's it, it's the whole thing. It's like okay, what about Natalie Portman? Is she a good actress? I'm sure, she yeah, she's a good actress. But she was very bubbly in Thor. And but but look and and compare her to Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you know there there's one scene like when when she falls out of the ship or whatever and is, like in the sand and then it's like so stiff. But is, again, is that because of her or is that because of the direction? I think she was. Uh...
1: Right, a little a little a, a, little, a and little b yeah um before we wrap up the casting stuff back to gardens of the galaxy lee pace in um in talks to be the villain mm-hmm. so who do you think is gonna be
0: i don't even know i'm i'm,
1: I'm- have you seen did you see pushing daisies no have you seen him in anything Mm-mm. he's in that movie the fall and uh, he's a really tall dude he's really tall um he has like kind of like he can have like kind of like longish hair medium length hair a uh, little bit of a narrow face, Adam Warlock. Yeah, he would be perfect as Adam Warlock.
0: I'm, 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 I'm thinking like where the comics at now, like especially because you know they recently, you know, are on issue two or like I think just came out two or three. You know, so Bendis is taking over Steve and Sarah Pacelli, They're doing that. So it's, it's, it's obviously it's extremely different from the original Guardians of the Galaxy from like the 70s and then the 80s or whatever. And it's also – it feels a little different from when we had all the Annihilation stuff. So – Which is
1: too much for movies.
0: Yeah. It would, yeah, definitely. So – because I've heard mention of Adam Warlock. I don't know if you tweeted it before. Someone mentioned it somewhere. I don't I'm, – I'm trying to see how that would fit because I'm assuming the way the comic is now, they're trying to set people up. For the movie, in a, in a sense, they don't always do that, but they they want to they want to they want to put the the feel out there. It's like okay, here's these new characters. Cheers I it's more comic so more for
1: the heroes than it is for the villain.
0: Yeah, so it would just be weird with what they're setting up now with the stories, and then all of a sudden you're going to have the villain in Gardens of the Galaxy in the comics. There there kind of really isn't one. It's 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 you're you're getting it's because like like um, Star Lord's dad, you know, he he's he's like this. King dude, whatever, in in this sector, and and he he meets with all these other alien races, like you know, gladiators there, the the supreme mm-hmm. intelligence, and and basically what they say, this was like in the second issue, they're like the people on Earth are a problem. They're they're so far beneath us, you know. They don't they can't even travel to the stars. It's more Kree stuff. But but they're they're like. Based on all this, like those people, they were able to deflect Galactus's attack. Yep. No one else has been able to do that. It's like, and we're seeing whenever these, these big events, they're able to oppose them. So like, it's because
1: Earthlings write the comic.
0: So they're like, at some point they're going to become a, this major, th- so they're kind of like trying to manipulate things against Earth and, and the Guardians. So I'm try, trying to think last time Adam Warlock was even in comics. I don't even remember what happened to him. I don't know if he's alive or dead. It's been so, so long.
1: I guess he wasn't in when Thanos came back. That was which time. <laughs> well, the more we re- like right before annihilation stuff. And
0: I don't think he was.
1: Yeah. I, the reason I think is because Adam, Warwick, the character is so tied to Thanos mm-hmm. and it, it seems clear they're setting Thanos to be the villain for Avengers three, possibly Yeah, a galactic villain, right? Um, cosmic villain. and, Adam Warlock would fit so perfectly. I mean, you're basically going to combine infinity watch with gardens of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would be okay with that for in the
0: movies. Yeah. We'll see.
1: All right. Back to Iron Man three.
0: Okay. So we did the flashback scene. Okay. We're just like, <laughs> I don't even think we got to the opening credits no, yet.
1: Oh no. Um, so at the beginning of the movie, Tony Stark is, has anxiety attacks. He's building lots of armor and he's testing armor that he can control. He's in love
0: about. with pepper. He's, yep, he's devoted the, to her. Yep.
1: And he's testing armor they can control with his hand. You did know, it kind of had like a had a uh, Doctor Manhattan ish
0: mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah, he's
1: very disconnected.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's he's preoccupied. Um, that's it threw me off in the beginning. It Threw me very that part of the movie. I didn't like until I reached the middle and the end of the movie. We're like, okay, totally makes sense now. This anxiety attack thing, like this is a. Post Avengers Iron Man, not standalone movie mm-hmm. where he's dealing with the mental consequences of almost one, almost dying, and two, facing this insurmountable threat where he couldn't solve the problem.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, and then from there, so, and then we're introduced to the Mandarin, the attacks, you know, and it's, it's like, which they never really, I don't think they, they never explain the, the tattoo on the back of his neck, they never showed it. Yeah, I'm Even. trying to think. It's like the day because now I was he, waiting for. He, he, he kind of had the, the high collar, mm-hmm. and there was one scene before they started filming. They kind of adjusted. in adjust the trailer. It. It's
1: when he takes puts down his hood,
0: and you see it in the trailer. See
1: this Captain America ish tattoo with an a in the middle, right instead of a star. I, I don't remember, and that is never in the movie.
0: So it's like that's. I what's up? I, with I'm that? not
1: sure what was I was cut. Um, the Mandarin over the top before the big twist to reveal that it was all a sham mm-hmm. and a puppet terrorist uh i thought it was really smart of the mixing of iconography um of like the reason his voice sounds like that is cuz they they want to confuse the government as to which nation state or which yeah. state he's attacking from and so it's this hodgepodge of just like not just you know Middle Eastern countries or Asian influences, but just like everything against the West, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Um, and I, I like that. And the big twist, obviously, was like that was such a big part of the movie, and they've done such a good job of yeah. of keeping that. I mean, Ben Kingsley has like done interviews. We talked about the Mandarin's motives and stuff, like with a straight
0: face, because yeah, they never even say why they call him the Mandarin. No. No, and universe, then, so yeah. said so that was weird, and then, because, you know a lot of the scenes he's wearing sunglasses, and then so you know you get a, he's got the big beard, he's got the glasses hair you know, so you can't really get a good look of of any features, but then you know he slowly reveals that, but it's like why is he called a manner, and again, that made me wonder, it's like is that why they're filming in China? does it have anything to do with that,
1: and no. you know just just
0: any you know there there's like there's but there's nothing no i I was saying before seeing a movie, it's like yeah. you know are why why china and again going back to the movie there was nothing that that stood out that they actually filmed it there
1: what what i also thought was surprising because we'll, we'll jump ahead to like you know after happy's injured in the trailers when there's that scene where tony stark is walking out and talking to the reporters and talk, talk straight to the mandarin and invites him to basically like attack him yeah he goes and, and the fact, in, in the trailer, when he says, like, this isn't politics, this is vengeance, revenge. I thought he was talking about, that's the Mandarin's motive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And the Mandarin's motive was vengeance against Tony Stark or something. But it turns out it's the other way around, that this, that was Tony Stark's motive of wanting to put himself out there yeah. and, and taunt the Mandarin. Um, Iron Man felt depowered in this
0: movie. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he loses everything.
1: No, no. Even it, when, like when he gets his armor and like he's dragged to the bottom of the ocean and he flies back up, he didn't. It didn't feel like. like come on, five attack helicopters. Iron Man from the Avengers could have suit. easily taken out. No, all because of those. The, the
0: suit that he was wearing was a prototype suit, oh. and and that that's why they. It, Jarvis mentions that, so it that's why right, it, it wasn't the, wasn't the fully fully power. powered, and he didn't have the full repulsor blast and all that, oh. and then it just got damaged. And the only and the
1: unique ability of the suit was. It's it can be compartmentalized, yeah. Where like the, you know, the the arm and the the glove and the helmet and everything could could be separated.
0: I just didn't like, and we're kind of jumping around here. It's like how other people are were able to use the suit, yeah, because because yeah. like, again, comic
1: logic. Even in the second movie, when Don Siedel first puts on, when Rhodey puts on the suit, the the Mark II. Um, there's no there's no like tutorial or learning curve. Well, even like with it's just like. Oh yeah, I can fire repulsors. Like I can fly. I can. I mean, yeah, it's mean, wobbling around, but he can fire missiles and like it's just like reading your brain and seeing what you want to do.
0: Like because we 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 saw Tony Stark when he you know the the scene where he's trying to figure out just how to fly and and yeah, it was a very early stage of the suit. But so you know Pepper, you know we 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 saw it and there's a clip where you know they show her wearing it, and so then I'm thinking, okay, maybe she tried it on before, you know, maybe Tony gave her a little crash course that, you know, we, we haven't seen. Okay. But you know, she's able to use it. No problem. And then one of the extremist guys wears, oh, yeah. wears a suit and he's able to do everything. So it's just like, and then the president and well, well, the, the, sees- the, the president's probably being controlled, you know, he, autopilot. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously they, otherwise that would, that would be dumb. <laughs> it's like here, <laughs> here, well, you're <laughs> that our, our captain. It would We're be dumb. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, the other thing that always bothers me and I'm probably like the only one, when Tony Stark or someone's wearing the suit and we see that the heads up display, yep. it looks so huge.
1: Well, that's the infinite that's the uh like you can you can fake the you know, in in with holograms and you know, with lenses, you can have focus focused further away than it actually is.
0: I guess, but it's just like
1: Okay, I mean, what bothers me more is like inertial dampening. Like, you're getting thrown around and like at super high speeds. Shocking. And like <laughs> shocking things. There's, Where are the shock there's, there's padding inside. There is no padding. There's the microscopic. Helmet, it's, like, when he takes on the helmet, it's like metal on metal, on skin. And there's like, where's the air and like, you know, it's comic logic. It's yeah. things you have to forgive before watching this type of
0: movie. So, uh, and then, so, so we have a, a depowered Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, no suit. Yep. Which is kind of interesting in in a way that it gives us a different type of Iron Man movie. It's not just, here's a guy in a suit shooting everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, no, we need to see Tony Stark's a smart dude. He's an inventor. So we're going to see him out on his own.
1: I thought he would invent cooler things than that. Like, yeah, he didn't the, have much the, to the work Home with. Depot glove, electric, electrifying glove thing. Like that was a big thing. you he broke through his anxiety. Like you're a mechanic, fix things. Like, Invent something like, what? Like, that, that was it? That was the catalyst
0: to get him off his feet? But where'd he get the he money was, from? Does he he's, happen he's, to have his, his credit, credit card, card with course, him? Of course, eh, of if course. Not necessarily. If you're in the suit, if you're... I mean, I don't know about you. When I'm walking around the house, I don't carry my wallet with me. And, and you know, they're in, in the middle of, you know, <laughs> before, had, before, before they word. were attacked. Yeah, Hack an ATM.
1: Yeah, he, he, no problem. I guess. No need to call Nick Fury or anything. Um, a lot of comedy. Yeah, it was, it was almost too much. You had the comedy with the kid, the banter with the kid, you had the, the kid the dude. Like there's a lot of things that like try to ground Tony Stark and like they try to ground the character, but then it's also when paired right next to something so fantastic, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. For example, he can build a suit. In Iron Man One, he's building a suit and he's painting it like the Jarvis is doing a lot of the work, right? Mm-hmm. But it takes a while for him to design and tinker and build the suit. If he can do that, why is he spending time also building like an old car in his garage. Because well, that, that's a parent. Because
0: he likes to, to do stuff Okay, yeah. It's his escape from, yes. from the escape. If he, from one year from
1: when the Avengers happened, or New York happened, can make 40 suits or 35 suits or something.
0: I guess that's the question. is like, how much time did pass? Because we we know it's taking place around, you know, Christmas. Yeah, And and we know Downton is on TV. It's like... A year. That was the other thing that bothered me. Why, oh, yeah. why Downton Abbey? Yeah, references? that
1: was a little weird... It's a like a weird pop culture thing. Like, oh, don't know him; he's popular.
0: Yes. Yeah, so now um, we that's, know. Let's
1: throw them bone. That that's like
0: like when when, when you put um, you know Live and, and Marvel Team Up or you know when you had Jay Leno with Spider Man. It's like you're you're dating the movie right there because you know the scenes unless what they should have done, which they wouldn't. And I don't think they did. You know, if they shot like new scenes, to to put on there because. I'm assuming they, they took this – and I've, I've, I've seen the last – the third season. I didn't see the first two. Down heavy, Yeah. So I'm assuming the scenes that, that were shown on the TV were actual scenes right. from probably yeah. the third season. It was, a little, it was like a one-off joke. But it's just like yeah. – it was a one-off that they used twice. Twice. Yeah. So – I wasn't,
1: wasn't a super big fan of that. I, I just – Yeah, and like,
0: you know, he can build 35 armors in a
1: year. But when you take the tools away from him, all he can come up with is like is a glove with electrifying glove and,
0: and potato gun. That's why if, if he was limited in his resource, like if he didn't have access to Stark Platinum Card so, or something like that,
1: so Tony Tony Stark really more about his tools than his brain. Like it wasn't inventive enough, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it was cool if he tapped into, um, you know, the repulsor, uh, the rock reactor energy. It did something super cool, like a one off, you know, crazy weapon. Um, that would have been neater some of the humor did play really well. The stuff with the armor played really well waiting mm-hmm. for the armor to come. And it really led to a really cool fight where he just had the one boot and, yeah. and a glove. Um, yeah. what did you think of the, the extremist villains and how strong they were?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn. I, I, I like them more than I didn't like him, but I didn't like them all the way. It's like, I don't really know how I feel. And you know, there's a part where the dude's like, you can breathe fire. So it's it's again it's like pushing the boundaries and yeah we have Thor you know we have the, the the magical the mysticism you know you got someone can turn into Hulk you you know you got all this stuff but just the thing is like like when when someone loses their arm and it just grows instantaneously it's like yeah that that's kind of the point of the extremis but it doesn't seem like it should happen that soon I mean because it this is it's it's quite a technological leap that it can completely. Rewrite the well, human DNA, and that's that's again that's a point. It
1: was private and is also un, unproven, and at the end of it, it failed.
0: It, it just seems like such a. I mean, it's one thing for a guy to build a suit where he can fly around. It's like mm-hmm. okay, you know, you're you're stretching things there, but the the have this. It's changed world. This it, it's the Marvel universe now. Yes, and it's not it's different. not
1: Dark Knight. It's not ground in reality anymore. It's one hundred percent fantasy. The moment you have a dude from Asgard land on Earth. With a giant hammer, all bets are off.
0: Yeah, and the only way you
1: can ground in reality is how people respond to it.
0: But then that's the thing: is they they, Iron Man three, they try to ground it in reality. You know, they they you know there's there's mention of the wormhole and and gods and stuff like that. But then they they, but you didn't have like things like
1: you know religious sex, like totally worshipping wormholes and people boarding up their doors because their fear of alien attack. Like life was going on normal. There were beauty pageants.
0: Yeah, which was that seen necessary? Stanley's a cameo. Which which is weird, you know. I, I I thought about it right after that happened. It's like, I he probably filmed that at, like at home, because you know Stanley doesn't travel a whole lot these days. You know he 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 goes in his office and does those those weird yeah. YouTube rant videos. So you know he probably just filmed it there, you know, because that's why you see it like on a screen versus right. You, right. he's not even there in yeah. the scene. So that's that kind of that kind of concerned me a little bit. It's like he's like you know. Late 80s? Yeah, it's like, how many more, you know, Stanley Lee cameos are we going to have? I don't want to think about don't, that. Don't think about I know, that, but that's yeah, what I, I thought about, about, about that. when I saw it. It's like, he wasn't even there to the, the sh- the shoot the scene. I'm assuming. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm sure he's still well enough to travel. Wish Stan the best.
0: Um, then we got a big, I think we're at the, the final battle. <laughs> I mean, because we, we got, you know, Tony Stark, you know, he... he he the, goes there's Home a lot of Depot. Pepper stuff
1: that we didn't talk about. The relationship with Pepper and that, the giant bunny and whether well, that stuff played at all, the, the relationship stuff. Um, they tried to make him, the villain, a rival, Tony, for like another Tony, mm-hmm. basically, evil. Um, I don't think it worked at all. Like His motives... Like, no. It was kind of just like, okay, that's an excuse for him to kidnap Pepper and have her as a quote-unquote trophy. Um... It made more sense that they would kidnap her to force try to force Tony into helping them solve their problems, their yeah. their engineering problems. But it was a little bit messy. Yeah, really, the, you're watching everything for that payoff at the end. Even see, even the attack on Stark Mansion, I did not think was impressive. Like it was not an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the the awesome stuff happened. Once they start, he started fighting back and even the air force one scene with like the rescue. Yeah. I didn't like, it was okay. I didn't think it was like him rescuing all these people and like sending electricity and, and through their arms. Like y- you weren't like cheering at the end of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You weren't going, Oh, that was incredible. How did he save all those people?
0: So here's the other thing. I haven't gone skydiving when, when you're at that high of an altitude, are you able to yell and talk no
1: no you can no no and so and i didn't think like, so and you're hundreds of hundreds you're of way feet up apart
0: you're because the plane's the going s- what like five six hundred miles per hour the sky
1: is massive you're not and, all falling at once
0: yeah and and you're and spread out like, across they're, they're miles.
1: like ah, you know
0: save me it's like
1: and it's like hold on you can hear me yeah,
0: no like, that yeah so logic that that bothers, but again yeah you let it go that that bothered me a little bit and
1: i just didn't think it was an impressive scene it's like they wanted it to be it was in the trailer it was no hulk catch yeah. It was not a whole catch from the Avengers. Uh, the big payoff is really all the armors coming in together and having them all fight at once against these super powered soldiers mm-hmm. was super, was amazing. Um, having him jump from arm to armor, brilliant and amazing and really well
0: done. Except for the fact that he is still getting thrown around and, it's, and, and, still, and getting it's, it's, it's just like, like, it's like just ouch. Pretend, you know, your armors. No, but there's parts where he, he's not in armor and he's still getting. Oh yeah, he's jump. like getting, yeah. His
1: bones aren't breaking. It's
0: like, wow.
1: <laughs> maybe it would have made more sense then for him to in, be injected with an extremist and pepper. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Like maybe a, he's injected. So,
0: or even if it was like, save himself, like if it wasn't like a, a full, you know, he didn't get the full procedures. Cause right. at one point direct with pepper, like she's in phase one or something yeah. like that. And you know. he didn't
1: get the full procedure. They did have an experimental procedure on him, which affects him differently because mm-hmm. of the arc rectum or something which like, again, that could make sense in comic logic sort of way. Um, and then that's why he's able to fight them a little more one-on-one and, and, you know, and still need the armors. Yeah. I I like the, I like that they got out of the, the, um, beating machines to help him put on the armor stuff. Yeah. I like that. It was really easy to walk into the armor and then have it close up on you and wear any, all the clothes you want Mm -hmm. underneath. That was really like visually super cool.
0: When he's at 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 the restaurant, he's at the bar, and he's leaving his his suit parked outside. Yeah, that's kind of weird. And it was, it was like and people was, weren't going was crazy. Like, yeah, and
1: people weren't like, "Oh my god, it's Tony Stark." It was more like just like no one would. No, oh, it's, it's like people weren't like taking pictures
0: of the suit or anything. No one would even like I'm going to get in there and take my picture. It's, yeah, because like, it was open. It's totally open, and and no one's like oh, I'm going to knock this over. Yeah. I mean, unless there was like a force field or something around it, which there no, wasn't. Not in that world. So. And then you get the, the kids that came up to him there. It's like, again,
1: no, putting, no, putting the kids no, in fine. Their, That was all right. But, yeah, that yeah. was fine.
0: So, I don't know. But, I mean, the, the end scene was, was great. But I didn't like how, and, you know, we talked about it in the video, that, you know, we see all these different suits. You get just a glimpse of them, and then they're, they get destroyed. Even
1: for the fans who know what the suits are, like, that's the, red, that's the Centurion armor. Like it should do something differently. Yeah. Like maybe one suit needs to, like each suit should have one power. But they all least. did the
0: same thing. They just yeah. flew around shooting and then yeah. got destroyed. Like if
1: one, if you like put up a shield or something, right. Or unfold the metal or I don't know. Yeah. So and there's a missed opportunity there.
0: So yeah, I, I just, I don't know the reasoning at, you know, that they just completely clean slate everything at the end. And that, again, like you said, if this is supposed to be the beginning of phase two,
1: This is more more
0: the end of it where like from here, yeah, he has to um, start over and, you know, rebuild, which, which, you know, that, that could lead him to bigger and, and, you know, better things. But it it was just, it just felt unnecessary. It's like, it's like, really? It's like, how much does one of those suits cost? And then he's got 400 million. He's got 42 of them that are all, all got destroyed. Because it's like, what, what else is Stark Enterprise doing nowadays? They're not doing any yeah, military a, there's stuff.
1: There's always an <laughs> ultimate Iron Man. He's like, oh, I'm only worth $400 million now. His so value is decreasing. And it's like real world economics. Like, comic book writers always trying to infuse a little bit of real world logic. Mm-hmm. And, but it's a two-way sword, double-edged sword. If you try to do that, you will also punish yourself. Because then you, your logic will ne- never really work out. Yeah. Um nitpicking is fun but overall it's an enjoyable
0: movie yeah yeah and and i i want to make that clear again you know we we are or at least i don't know if i if i'm doing it more you know there is a lot of criticism going on here but that's that's what comic book readers do you know you you want the perfect movie or as perfect as it can get it was a really really fun movie it was really good but you know there's these little things that were not the typical moviegoers you know you are going to notice these little things and you're going to get pulled out for a second like you know why did they do that why didn't they do that
1: pepper at the end coming out with the extremis and putting on the armor and like that one move where she jumps up and grabs the, the armor i thought was i don't think they needed to bring the villain back one last time for that scene to happen
0: yeah
1: right it could have happened where i thought it was real clever that they put the they put the armor on him and then exploded mm-hmm. and if that had taken him out but that didn't I mean, even
0: make sense, though the way it happened, because you see the helmet, like the helmet didn't get destroyed yet. We well, kind of burned up inside, or something. I guess, yeah, I guess it was self But It totally
1: enough. would have made sense, as in, like he is strong, he can, you know, and he can heat up, but he is still restrained by the physical, the physicality of the human body, and, and where the humans' weak points are. Like the strongest person is still, if you're handcuffed, you're going to be handcuffed, and the armor kind of handcuffed him to that wall and forced him to explode, mm-hmm. like. I would, would have been happy with that as the original ending, and not need this one extra him coming out of the fire and and Pepper saving Iron Man at the end type of thing. Which kind? Of, did you ever see the uh, deleted ending, the alternate ending for Iron Man Two, uh. where Whitlash comes back and holds Pepper hostage, and then Tony does this whole thing without the armor? I'm trying to think if I did. Yeah, it's, it's like not. It's the, they shot the acting for it, but they didn't have any of the. I um, remember watching the CG yeah. for it. It's so bad.
0: It's really, really bad. So maybe they're like, "Let's empower Pepper."
1: Yeah, it's, the empowering Pepper. Think I think they could have done it another way. They didn't need her to have this fancy move at the end, and then okay, she's cured of extremis, and that was just an afterthought.
0: Because yeah, what's if if Pepper does show up in another movie, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think Tony's like, it's like we'll, we'll, we'll fix it or you know, whatever." Yeah. So it's like, are they going to? They did. They said, "Yeah, before he
1: had his surgeries." Oh, yeah, it took a little while, but we we got it out of her.
0: So just like that, it's like no problem.
1: I could totally see, if they took it to the next level, right? Um, In the next Iron Man, basically Iron Man suits are everywhere, Mm -hmm. like within Star Corporation. And Pepper, like going to work, she'll just go into her rescue suit as the movie starts off, and like fly to work, and like she'll get to, and that will be like her suit. And then something bad obviously would happen, but like that's the new status quo. Yeah, I could see that happening.
0: because
1: yeah. um, that's really the logical conclusion. What would happen if like suits became a thing, you know, as a mode of transport and a survival and a a, a like utility? Um, so it's a new smartphone, yeah. having your own Iron Man suit.
0: So then the question is, where do you go from here? So because because we're gonna have, which is you know what, it's a good thing for the movie to end with that question. Because, you know, we, we have Thor 2 coming in November. It's going to have nothing to do with this because it looks like most of it's going to be on Asgard. That, mm-hmm. That's fine. Looks you know, great. A, and then we have Captain America 2 next April. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to have Winter Soldier. We got the Falcon in there. And, see, w- w- I guess that depending on, like, who, who's the threat in Iron- besides, besides Winter Soldier?
1: You know, for, for Iron Man?
0: You no, know, for, for Captain America.
1: It's going to be Baron Zemo again
0: cuz you know with with that you could probably make that where it's not a huge global threat where that could make yeah. sense you know if you're going to have Captain America and Black we know Black Widow's in there we know Falcons in there It's like is okay Black Widow in there there are some scenes that that leaked really? out huh. of, of you know Scarlett probably. Johansson and Chris Evans and you know she's like kicking So you, kick some you're going to have dude.
1: more of a shielding I think for just like Iron Man 2 was more about the arms race uh, Captain America 2 is about the super soldier race
0: and see, that's where that will even if, if even if you just have those three you, or four if you count Bucky. You got Captain America, you got Black Widow, you got Falcon. That feels like it's Cloudy. in the Marvel universe. Oh, yeah. Versus Iron Man, where it's like you got Iron Man and War Machine, but no one else. Yep. So that would work. But then we're going to have Avengers 2. We don't really know what the threat is yet. You know, I I think it's safe to assume it's not going to be Thanos. You know, that would be later because, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about that. But what what's weird is that... They're pretty much hinting or almost confirming that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver
1: will be in the movie. Are going to be yeah. there, and not, what, not as mutants or yeah.
0: Magneto's children. Well, they they could be mutants. They cannot be mutants. Uh,
1: what, what? Kevin Fage says the the rules say that they cannot refer to their mutant powers having mutant powers. Or mutant, the mutant genome being responsible for the powers, or be connected to Magneto.
0: Because I, I I, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just a, the Magneto no, and powers part. as well. And then, and on the flip side, Fox can't make any reference to, to Avengers. the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So and
1: they might even cast two different characters, two different actors. You know, I, I
0: wouldn't be surprised if they, they, you it know, af- not after an, after, after Avengers saw. Two came out, they're probably, you know, Fox would be like hey, let's do something with, with these, these guys because there's going to be all this merchandise with you know, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch.
1: It would be so stupid not to get the same actors. It would be so, such a I, childish... They, they might not be able to. I mean, Why who, not? Why wouldn't they get the same actors? Well,
0: who knows if Disney's, Disney's going to be like, okay, here's this, this clause. We're going to cast you in this role. You're going you to get all this exposure, be. but you can't play... You know, they could specifically say, you can't do this at Fox.
1: Oh my goodness. You know,
0: there there's nothing oh, nothing to prevent hate business. Prevent, prevent them from putting that clause in there. It's like you want this job, you want all you know, all these millions of people to see you in this role, you you can't do it over there.
1: Oh it makes me angry. Be,
0: because if Fox does ever do anything like that, it's like they're gonna be writing on whatever promotion that Disney's putting out. Yeah. So
1: let's quickly talk about I don't have too much time left. Let's talk about uh Shield, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Now they've cast all these characters going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but taking on things that don't have to do with the Avengers, like kind of X Files, like um, and a lot of no familiar names. I'm
0: a little concerned with the show.
1: I am too. I think it's going to be to be too much too much of a comedy, and uh, I, the scale is not going to feel right. Uh, I've, I've n- nothing to base this on, like in terms of stills or anything. Um, the only tying factor will be Agent Coulson. Clark Gregg.
0: Which we still don't know how he's going to come back.
1: Well, you said there was, did you see the leak of what they, the description? Mm, no. You, we didn't talk about this, right?
0: I mean, we're spoiling Spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, if, if it's okay. out if, there, if you don't I mean, want to listen
1: sorry. to it, you turn it off now, but they say that Samuel Jackson uh, Nick Fury faked Col agent Colson's death,
0: which what everyone's assuming
1: everyone's uh, faked his deaths to give him the push. So in addition to putting the fake cards, in, you know, mm-hmm. saying, pushing Captain America and saying the cards are in his pocket, um, you know, he was able to revive him and, and maybe it's sent, just sent sent agent Coulson in, and it's going to be, you know, keeping it as a secret from the Avengers. Um, I think that's a really bad idea. I think it, totally does a disservice to the sacrifice that character mm-hmm. makes in the movie and really brings up unnecessary tension as an yeah, excuse the to bring back. He
0: the formula in him. I, no, see, that's... Oh my God. <laughs> that's how he was able to oh. heal from, from the big... But
1: what I would love, if, if the show started off that way, and that's what everyone thinks, and that's what Agent Coulson thinks, and then he realizes, Agent Coulson realizes, like halfway through the show or halfway through the season, that Agent Coulson really died and he's not really Colson, that He's actually a life model decoy.
0: Yeah. That
1: but, would be a good story. I'm, I'm
0: trying to think if they ever said it's not going to be a life model decoy. They never said that.
1: That would be a really good halfway through the season. You realize this cheesy cop out to bring him back was actually not a cheesy cop out. It was just a cover story for that person's character. And he's actually not who he think he is. Yeah. I'm 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 also could be a scroll could be you know clone could be some. And, you know it doesn't need to be a robot life model decoy but he's not agent Colson really the real agent Coulson died and this is like what's left of him or something like you know memory wise
0: I, I'm concerned is if they try to introduce other characters like I really want to see Carol Danvers mm-hmm. I'd love to see her in Avengers too. but yeah. what they might say is like she could be a shield agent yeah. and then but but then the thing is then you lose the Miss Marvel origin story. That, that, that's where it is. They could try to incorporate it, but I'm I'm looking more at the casting, and I don't want to knock TV actors. And you you, you know you can get some some high profile you know movie stars to mm-hmm. do TV, but for a show that's that's questionable. Even though you know Josh Whedon's involved, you're
1: not going to get a giant movie star that would be worthy of their standalone movie.
0: Yeah, they could have their own franchise. So if they try to say Let, let's bring in this character, let's bring How in they this character, Danvers
1: with have her own movie though.
0: No, but but she could have a big role somewhere, and you know, and you know, what? some it's, other movies. It's
1: a place where they can bring in. I think the Ant Man that they're going for, Edgar Wright's Ant Man, is more of a, irredeemable Ant Man personality, wise, mm-hmm. even though it's still going to be Hank Pym. But the irredeemable Ant Man was a Shield agent who just got the suit, and yeah. he was, and so maybe that will have some Shield tie in also.
0: But see, with Hank Pym, you, you got. That's the potential for Ultron, which yeah. would work as they're a movie. not going
1: to. If anything, they're going to make Tony Stark be the inventor of Ultron.
0: I mean, that's the thing with all his you'll AI have stuff. A,
1: You'll have evil Jarvis. Corrupted Jarvis. Send send Jarvis contr- a copy of Jarvis with controlling the space armor for Guardians of the Galaxy. Thanos or whoever the villain in, in Guardians of the Galaxy captures that suit and reprograms it and makes it Ultron.
0: Yeah. There you go. And yeah. we are seeing something about the, the secret origin of Tony Stark in comics, which is going to open up some weird stuff. So... We'll it's a lot see. of interesting
1: possibilities. Yeah. A lot of interesting stuff.
0: Now, what about Black Panther? Cuz supposedly uh, yes. There's Black Panther and Doctor Strange. It's like where are they going to fit in? It's like I don't bit parts in I mean, what would would, would, would would there's been no confirmation about, you know, there there's talk about an actor, um Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. um poss- so he was Jackie Robinson 42, like him possibly being maybe, Black maybe being Black Panther, but yeah. it's like is that for Avengers Two, or are I they think it's do okay something?
1: to have? Char- I think Marvel will find it okay to have movies and characters standalone, be uh, tied to the comics, but not have them essential to build up to the end of Phase Two, mm-hmm. and just have little references. Like, do a Black Panther movie, and that was where the vibranium. will get the origin of vibranium will get mentioned yeah. and have just like verbal mentions, just like in the incredible Hulk, you know, super soldier program type of thing. And not necessarily have that all have to tie in at the end of that. Yeah,
0: Cause it just like how, how they want to do with the star Wars movies. They're going to have the, the trilogy movies. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have the smaller movies. Yeah, You can do that with the Marvel characters where you have
1: the main Iron man, Captain America Thor. Cause
0: those, those are, those are big production mm-hmm. movies and they're going to mm-hmm. be big budget. So you can do, you know, not to knock black Panther, but you can do a smaller movie and you know, I still want my Moon Knight movie. You yep. can do a smaller scale movie, Daredevil movie, yeah, and and just tie it in. Yep. It's like it's in the Marvel universe. There's a, lot, a lot of
1: cameo opportunities. So lawyer they, they, for you know someone. Yeah,
0: they should totally do it. Just I mean, yeah. if, if if the Avenger stuff is hot right now, it doesn't have to be directly tied to the Avengers. But they, they could do these smaller low you know lower scaled movies and just keep keep the franchise make more franchises.
1: All right, um, best. What's the movie you're looking most forward to in the summer now?
0: Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah, after that Man trailer. Man of Steel. That trailer. That's
1: it. That's, that's the only movie I care about. Like, it took the wind out of every single movie. And the movie I'm least looking forward to in this universe, or in this in this genre,
0: Wolverine. I was going to say, it's like Wolverine. It's like, I, I do want to say, I, I like Hugh Jackman, but I just, I don't know. I
1: really wish they had Darren Aronofsky would stay. It just doesn't, like, Wolverine in Japan sounds like a no-brainer, awesome idea. Mm-hmm. But just that trailer just doesn't do it.
0: I, like, I almost uh, would have rather that this took place before the X-Men movies. And I understand why they can't. And there's going to be I slight reference. Both.
1: I I think even afterwards, just like the look of it doesn't need to be like a traditional... The, the fact they made another traditional superhero movie where it's like, you know, it looks glossy mm-hmm. and the fight scenes look like people on ropes and it doesn't look like it's... It's become its own style, mm-hmm. genre style. This movie looks more like Thor than, you know, than a a samurai movie or like yeah. a, a, a gangster movie, like make a gangster movie or make a samurai movie, but have Wolverine in there. And that's awesome. Make a Yakuza movie with Wolverine. Yeah. I, I don't feel, I don't get that vibe at all. It's It's what's his name? Madam Hydra tearing off her face.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that. Um, and then, so what else do we have? So we have Thor in November. Is there anything else? There's RAPD, which, yeah, yeah. Which is like men in black. Yeah. It's like, I know nothing yeah. about the comic, but it's like, yeah and
1: uh, Pacific Rim is not a comic adaptation but it's it's a fan it's going to be a, a, a same like similar genre i'm looking forward to that yeah um that's i know there're like maybe one or two other superhero movies coming out that i just can't think of right now
0: yeah cuz dc doesn't or Warner brothers doesn't have anything else it's, you know whatever they're maybe doing with justice league you know who knows when is isn't that supposed to be 2015 and it's like They've they've gotten yeah. nowhere with yeah. that because you know supposedly they had some script writing and then they had to you know throw it all out and start over and so oh. and then the question do you think there's gonna be any ties in Man of Steel is there gonna be a post credit um, no you know nope
1: nope standalone
0: because if they do Justice League are they gonna get what's his name
1: Henry Cavill yeah yeah they would
0: yes so
1: that would be yes but I don't think there's any tie. In. I don't know. I think the most tie you're going to get is Lex, Lex Corp logo.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is I, I don't think Lex is going to have a cameo in there no, because no. if you're going to I mean unless they showed the a back of someone's bald head, but you know if, if <laughs> they you, can't cast it. Yeah, you're you, right. you, you, they, they, it's
1: just like Norman Osborn in Amazing Spider Man.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to think. I don't know how I feel about that.
1: That's not this year. That's next
0: year. Yeah, that's next year. Electro and Rhino.
1: I, I'm looking forward to that. Rhino will be fun. I think that's gonna be a fun Spider Man movie. Spider-Man always has the most fantastic villains, mm-hmm. like fanciful villains and differing ones. Like, yeah. and Electro, Rhino, and even like Doc Ock in number two was so cool visually. Like, it allowed him to have more interesting fights, you know, mm-hmm. right? And make use of agility. Lizard was all right. Um, but, you know, Rhino and Electro, I think, were really fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Okay. You out of time? I'm out of time. Okay. So I am going to answer a couple of questions, but we'll let you run off now. So definitely have to have you in again.
1: Yeah, this is great. I love doing it. Now you
0: know what our studio looks like. It's amazing. Okay. So that was the Iron Man 3 talk and everything else, movie talk. So hopefully you have seen it. So I I guess I can put a marker like you can start listening. I mean, it's not going to be much longer than this. Okay. So take a little break right here. Okay, so now you are about to get to part two. So this is going to be short. Um, it's a little later in the day than I normally record these um, because we shot the video that you hopefully watched last weekend with you know me and Norm. So I just want to answer some questions because I don't want to get behind. And if you have questions that you would like answered... Um, so you can on Twitter, you can at reply me, Gman from Heck. Actually, you know, you don't even have to do that. You can just hashtag ask G Man all one word and you know I'll see your answers there. Or on the, the forums, if you go to the general discussion forums, there is a ask G Man video questions and you can ask your questions there. Sometimes I'll do the videos to ask and you shall receive videos. So there's two places that your your questions will get get answered. So Jolt ninety two on Twitter, Dennis says, Greetings from the north. Uh who's your favorite member of the B P R D? Mine's Abe. You know, I'd have to say I I th- I think almost everyone likes Abe. I mean he's he's such a cool character. He's got his own, own, you know, miniseries going on now. Um he's such a great it's and especially, you know, a lot of people compare it, unfortunately, you know, just his performance in a movie. You know how I I would hope that everyone that saw the movie's, you know, checks out the comics as well. But, you know, that was just such great great casting and such a such a good performance and I would would love to see more uh Hellboy. And now I'm I'm getting a little bummed because I want another another Hellboy movie. And suppo- I think I read recently that Ron Perlman was actually saying, "Hey Guillermo del Toro, I want a Hellboy 3." But I remember at one point like Ron Perlman's like Putting on the prosthetics and the makeup sucks, which, you know, you can imagine that. But maybe he's just really eager to do it. So uh, hopefully someday, who knows. Um, Keaton Carpenter says, due to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, steal cable. They watch TV. They live in the sewers. Um, no cable guy is going down there. Um, you know, that's a good question because that's, that's, stealing cable is not okay, people. Um, because, you, you know, there's also a question, where are they getting their electricity from? Are they just hacked into, you know, the, the city's, you know, network and just just doing that? And it's not like you necessarily can call the cable company or the electric company and say, hey, I need a hookup here. Because then that kind of compromises your, you know, the location of your secret headquarters. So that, you know, it's not like they have satellite because if they're underground... Um, you know, maybe they do have satellite, you know, maybe they got a satellite up somewhere on a, on a building. They got a really long cable that they paid for themselves and are running it to their TV. So maybe, maybe that's the answer. Electricity. That's, that's another, another issue. But then maybe they're hacked into like some warehouse or office building upstairs or on the ground level and they're, they're making payments there. So I don't know. Um, Jolt 92 again says reading F or Fantastic Four by Hickman do i need um Future Foundation as well buying both titles by Matt want to read all Hickman's run before Matt's though um you you should read it i mean if, especially if you if you have the means to read it you should read Future Foundation cuz you know there there's Future Foundation picked up um when a certain character in the Fantastic Four died. I'm assuming you know who, but if you're you're reading Hickman's run right now, you know maybe you haven't gotten to there yet. So the, the Fantastic Four series evolved into the Future Foundation for, I think it was about a year. I think it was like 12 issues. Then Fantastic Four came back, and we also had the Future Foundation. He had the two series. So it, it is worth keeping up with it to check out. And then just so you have an idea of the characters, especially... If you're gonna, you know, read Matt Fraction's run, which is great. I mean, I, I do have to say, I like um, FF more, and I like Fantastic Four, both by by Fraction. But you should read both of them. Um, DC Fox thoughts on the Crow remake rumors. Who would you cast in it? This for me, it's it's such a. I I think I, I've talked about the Crow and, and Brandon Lee. For me, it's it's such like a heartbreaking story because you know Brandon Lee. You know, I I was a fan of some of his movies. You know, they they were what they were. But yeah, you know, I remember like Rapid Fire, and you know, it's just these movies. And then when he was cast for The Crow, you know, he was super excited. You know, this was gonna be like you know a slightly you know a higher profile movie for him. He was a fan of the character. He's excited to do this. And then because you know the accident on the set, he he, he died. So trying to imagine someone else because then they they tried doing that. Stairway to Heaven TV show, and I I couldn't watch. I mean, it was it was bad. I, I believe it was bad. I don't even remember. I don't think I. I don't know how much I actually watched. But you know, there was that. Then there were some other Crow movies, which I absolutely I refused to watch it because they just didn't look to be on the same level. And it was just it was also you know on a, on a different part. It was just hard because it wasn't Brandon Lee and just a tragedy what happens. So as far as who they can get now, I mean, I remember at one point there was this whether it was a rumor or like a week negotiation. We're talking about Bradley Cooper. No, I mean, I like Bradley Cooper. I don't think he should do the crow. There's someone recently, which I'm I'm assuming why this came up. I forget who, who the recent person was to be um, associated with the crow. It's just, it's, it, it it goes back to the, you know, when people ask who I want to see cast in whatever movie, like, you know, when I, I brought up Carol Danvers before, I don't know who I would want cast as Carol Danvers. I, you know, no one really comes to mind. And, you know, sometimes you need that unknown actor, the person that is right for it versus, you know, some famous name that would be cool in the role. So, I I mean, if they're going to go back to Eric Draven, you just, you need someone that can play, play the role. And, uh, right now I'm just, I'm drawing a blank. Was, was it Ryan Gosling that was associated? Who was, I, I'm not even going to look it up. So, I, I, I have no answer. It's it's just hard. I, I can't think about um who they should get. Super HDJ says, What's this mumble jumbo about making Angela a Marvel character? So this this came up before um just a little bit ago that uh Angela, who was a spawn hunter in Todd McFarlane's spawn, she was created by Neil Gaiman. So Neil Gaiman wrote, I think it was issue eight or nine, maybe it was issue nine. And so he introduced the idea of of the they're basically angels, and they hunted the spawns because spawns were from hell. And then there was this big lawsuit as to you know who owned the characters was it you know Todd McFarlane because it was his book was it uh, Neil Gaiman did they co own them who had more rights and all this stuff and then there was some settlement. So I'm assuming some money was passed or something was agreed on. Because, you know, there was a lot of Angela merchandise. You know, they made action figures, and, and I'm sure there's posters or shirts or something. And, you know, did Neil Gaiman see any anything from that? So where it stands now is Neil Gaiman has the rights, and he has decided to work with Marvel again. So somehow Angela, for some reason, is going to pop up in... Age of Ultron. And I don't know if it's in the the last issue. I I, I don't know if they ever really specified. And, you know, the other question is, which I don't think they really specified either is if she appears in there, does that mean Marvel's going to own her now? Because, you know, Marvel owns like any character that's in their book, I guess, with some exceptions, maybe. So are they going to say, Hey, Neil Gaiman, you want to work with the, or, you know, you want to work here. Great. That's awesome you want to let us use your character? That's great. We'll, you know, take whatever profits we can. You can still keep the rights. Maybe, you know, he will still keep the rights there. I think there's also talk of possibly having her have something to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, because, you know, Bendis is writing both of these books. So, I don't know the specifics of it. Um, I'm open to it. It seems really weird. But as long as they're just not trying to you know, cram her in there and, you know, make it some, you know, marketing ploy, you know, to get people to buy the books. I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be weird because there can't be any mention of spawn, you know, so she's not going to have like the spawn logo earrings or whatever, or on her belt. And, but then the question is, is that really necessary? I mean, to me, she's a spawn character, you know, and she's a spawn character created by Neil Gaiman. So is it necessary for her to, to veer out? I don't know. So, We'll just have to see how that goes. Um, Let's see. Okay, then there is a question from DC Fox. He says, "You mentioned you like Vin Diesel. Are you a fan of the Riddick movies? Would you want to see another one?" Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, were they spectacular, awesome, best movie ever? No, but you know, I I like Pitch Black, and and it's I. There's something about Vin Diesel where, you know, I always say that, you know, I, I like, I even saw the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. You know, maybe I shouldn't say that. But, you know, I think he's a cool guy. Um, I I would love to see him do something more. Um, and the Riddick movies, I think there's a lot of potential. There's been talks, you know, is it going to happen? We don't know. It's like, what the heck is, is the holdup? So if there was another one, I, I would definitely see that. I'm all, all for that. Okay, going to the forums. See, I'll answer just a few more questions. Um, it's from Ed Reed. I, I may have touched on this. Uh, so he says, "My question is: Do a stereotype that DC has a completely screwed up continuity while Marvel's impeccable?" So if I've read this, I apologize, but you know this is this is a, a really good topic. So I'm not even sure where it comes from. People point to DC having a general all continuity fits into five year decision. It was short sighted, but I believe that has always been Marvel's official answer. Also, we can point to Batman's history as a place where that is short sighted, but I could say the very same about Spider-Man's again, when we talk about frequent retcons, I would point to Spider-Man's continuity. Aunt May was real to be his real mother. I don't remember that. And she, then she wasn't, she also gave birth to himself in a story. I don't remember that either. All of that has been abandoned because it didn't fit the stories later to writers wanted to tell. I really don't remember that. Um, so I wonder why one company's retcons are emphasized and another's is accepted. Well, the thing is DC, they ha- have done more, you know, you had the golden age stories and then a lot of those turn into like the, the earth two stories, you know, characters so we, in, in the silver age, you know, when you had, you had chubby Alfred who, you know, that all that stuff didn't quite happen. And, you know, we didn't even get the origin of some of the characters in, in the golden age. Uh and then, you know, the, the big thing was Crisis on Infinite Earths, where they wiped out a lot, combined some stuff, and then, uh, what was it? Zero, no, not zero hour, but then there was like some other stuff. But then obviously, New 52 really drastically changed everything. So that's where the main problem is that, you know, with the New 52, they're saying everything that happened, there's only been five years of history. The problem people have, is that potentially erases a lot of the stories that we've had, so that means you know certain things didn't happen because these characters are a lot younger now in general you know when when you look at, at spider man so spider man's been around since what nineteen you know sixty three sixty two um and how old is he? maybe he's in his late twenties, maybe early thirties but you know we have seen some growth there you know he started out he was in high school he went to college and you know then he's he's out of college and so some time has passed has you know 50 years gone by of course not but it's more it's it's implied that it's more than 5 years same thing you know you look at franklin richards he's still a kid but he you know he's more than 5 years so you have a little more of a cushion there where it's like yeah you know, the time is not not passing as as you know as it does in the real world. But the same thing when you have twelve issues of a comic, it doesn't mean it's twelve or you know tw- it's not twelve months in the comic. You know, you could have a six issue arc take place within a week. So you know, time is going to pass differently there. But it's just when when DCs keeps changing things, that's where it's problem. Marvel hasn't really done that. Um, they sort of have with Spider Man, but not. But this Aunt May stuff that I, I can remember, um, with like you know, brand new day, they there was some retcon there where you know some stuff was erased and that. But for the most part, everything else has pretty much happened. So when you have you know the Hulk pushing Rick Jones out of the way, you know Bruce Banner and he turns into Hulk, that still happened. You know all, all these you know first meetings, you know first time Wolverine met Falcon, you know that that happened. But with DC. We're just not really sure what has happened or what hasn't happened. And, you know, you can always say, well, don't worry about it. You know, if you enjoyed that story, you can go back and read it. But where the problem is, if you have someone like, um, you know, where is Elongated Man? Does he exist? You know, there's so many unknowns. You know, so we don't know. Did the Stephanie Brown stories happen? Did the Cassandra Cain stories happen? You know, because they would say all of Batman's history, for the most part, is has pretty much happened yet we don't know where these characters are if they actually exist because there's been no mention and you know you could say has um has has cyborg ever met um <laughs> i'm drawing blank has cyborg ever met <laughs> <laughs> um oh my goodness i'm drawing such a blank on on the dc characters um has Cyborg ever met Guy Gardner? Let's let's do that. I don't know why I picked it on Cyborg. Probably cuz Teen Titans go. But you know there there's all these different relations that you know we don't know if they've happened. Does Vicky Vale still exist in in Gotham City? You know um you would probably say yeah most likely, but you know we don't know for sure. So that that's the problem. Um Ed Reed's second question is similar subject People say we need to have a book devoted to what did and didn't happen during DC's missing five years. I would rather have writers fill in that information as needed. I would point to Marvel character to illustrate my point on the subject. Does anyone really think Wolverine as is as interesting now that we know his real name is James Howlett? The intrigue of not knowing and allowing writers fill in information increases suspense, in my opinion. So I, I do agree to some extent with that. But again, it just goes back to not knowing what has or hasn't happened. And yeah, we can get, you know that information filled in. For example, uh, the Flash and Green Lantern, and, you know, Barry Allen and Hal Jordan, when we saw them in Justice League number one, we knew there's some sort of history. We don't know what that history is. Supposedly, in the Flash annual that's coming out, um, I think in June, you know, there's, there's going to be some story maybe illustrating that. I don't, I don't know. It, it's more so, you know, has Batman ever fought KG Beast? You know, does KGB even exist? You know, so there there's certain things where we're just not sure if it's happened. It's not crucial to the character, whether, you know, Batman has or hasn't fought KGB, it's not going to change who he is. But it's like, did that really happen? You know, did Batman get his back broken by Bane? We have to assume so. Um, but, you know, we don't know for sure. So that that's why there's a problem where a lot of the history has to have been changed because, you know, we only had the five years. And, you know... There are some slight tweaks with some of the characters, but it's it's just that, you know, you just don't know what 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 happened. Um, Extreme Kid X says, Do you think another DC re- reboot might be coming in the near future with all the mess ups and confusion? Or is it all gonna work out? Which of the two would you guys prefer? They're not gonna do another reboot. I mean, maybe, you know, fifteen years or not, but I've said it many times. This is the D C universe for the long term. So that's why, you know, are we gonna see Wally West? We might see him five years from now. We might see him ten years from now. This is the foreseeable future. They've invested way too much. They're not going to go back and say, "Let's go to you know what we had before." You, you can't do that. That the what happened before that is gone. That door is closed. I don't care if you have Pandora. If you have that back door, a lot of people said it's it's not going to happen. Um, muck, Muckleflugger says, Tony, why don't you write your own comic book? You have vast knowledge of this industry, and I'm sure you do a great job writing one. You could use Kickstarter or submit an idea to Image. I'm sure Mike Allred would be glad to draw your ideas. Um, Mike Allred's probably very busy. Um, yeah, I, I have kind of thought about it. It's, it's not something I set out to do, you know, Obviously, you know, running a complex website wasn't what I set out to do either. But you know, this is what I enjoy doing. You know, I'm I'm running the entire site, and and yeah, you know, I, my responsibilities are increasing every week. But you know, I never really said I want to be a writer, and and that's the thing It's like I may have and you know ideas. You know, I I may be able to look at how a story is going and say you know maybe they should do this. This would probably work out better than what actually happened or is going to happen. You know, there, there's all that doesn't mean I'm a good writer and, you know, yeah, I write articles, I write reviews and, you know, (laughs) maybe some people would even debate that whether, you know, I'm, I'm my actual writing style ability, you know, how, how great is that? But it's one thing to have ideas and to know, say, I really know how this character, you know, thinks I know what makes them tick. I can imagine a scenario where this character meets this character. They do this, this happens but then the actual writing, that's something that I don't have um, the experience, you know, actually writing a, a script for a story, you know, doing it page by page or panel by panel, and just coming up with a dialogue because you know you have to be able to write each character, and even if you know the characters, you know trying to write their dialogue for every scene and just make it flow, you know it's that, not an easy thing, you know so I, I don't want to say that you know just because you know about a subject doesn't mean. You can be a writer or you know write stories based on that, so i don't know, but i it would be interesting I could see plotting you know a story um writing or scripting that that's another situation um i don't know if it would ever happen uh, It would be fun to do who knows i mean you know, maybe someday um i don't know if people would want that though um, uh muckleflugger. <laughs> Also says, do you ever think there are too many superheroes and villains in the big two, especially at Marvel? This may sound bad, but I was glad when I found out that Scarlet Witch said no more mutants. It got rid of a load of unused characters. Then they had to go and bring loads back recently with the Phoenix Force. It seems to me that there are loads of characters that aren't being used, but they are still creating more. They should use old characters and reinvent them. It is a frustrating thing when a character disappears into comic book limbo. It's like, you know, what are they doing? Where are they going to go? and we see other characters come up and so yeah, there's all that, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really like the idea of killing off characters just because there's nothing that, that can be, be done with them. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of um, no more mutants. You know, I, I thought it was a little extreme, you know, no, no pun intended. So it's just a matter of, you know, trying to find the right, right stories. And, I would rather have if if there's nothing that can be done with with Moon Knight, then let's just have him take a vacation. Or you know maybe he's doing something else, and you know we'll find out later. So there there are a lot of characters, but that's that's what makes it good because you know if you look at the population of the world versus a number of characters, there's still not that many. You know it it's so it it makes sense that you're going to have all these super. but You're not going to have just you know a couple dozen super powered characters and that's it. So, I think, it, I think it's okay. So, we'll see. But on that note, it is time to say goodbye. So, next week we'll do more comic book discussion. Um, I'm, I'm excited about next week, so hopefully you will be. And that's all the tease I will, will give. Um, so, if you have questions, G-Man from Heck on Twitter, hashtag Ask G-Man. Go to the Ask G-Man video questions. There should be uh, Ask and You Shall Receive. Actually, when this goes up, there should have been an Ask and You Shall Receive video. So, uh, again, I didn't do one last week because of C2E2 and all that. So we'll get back on that schedule. Um, Thanks for Norm for coming in. It's always great having him on. He should come in more often, but he's busy doing that tested site. Uh, Hopefully you saw Iron Man. Hopefully you're listening to this because you've seen Iron Man. Um, I'm really curious what you guys think thought about the movie. And on that note, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week. So So my question question is, is, who could it be? We don't know. know. And I would like to ask, ask ask which comic book book does affected you most emotionally? emotionally. Yeah, Yeah. that's the question. I'll shake your head. I love love Alan. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I I I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame. The immediate creative team
1: <laughs> I give this I a choose a two.
0: <laughs>